Going in, three, two, one. Welcome to the Brian Golf Show. It's presented by Pin Golf. Real quick note on Pin Golf. I don't know if you've heard of them. We just actually had them on the last podcast. They're a rangefinder company and a really cool group of dudes. They're from Boston. So this company, based out of Boston, was founded on one simple thought. Knowing your exact distance on the course can shave several strokes off your score and you shouldn't need to break the bank to do so. So that's why they came out with an affordable, high-quality rangefinder. Gets the job done and it doesn't break the bank. It's fantastic. So make sure and get to pinnedgolf.com. That's P-I-N-N-E-D, pinnedgolf.com, and check the blackjack. It's $200, but if you use the code BRIANGOLF, that's Brian with a Y, you're going to save big. I think it's like a $30 discount and free shipping. It's the biggest, deepest discount that they actually offer, the Brian Golf Code, because it's like the first one they ever created. It's got pinned lock vibration tech, so when you hit the flag, boom, it's going to vibrate, let you know, hey, we got you on target, and this is the yardage down to the decimal. And then they got slope mode, so, you know, if you just want to kind of figure that out and you're playing a non-tournament round, you can turn slope on, playing a tournament round, turn slope off. You'll never, I mean, I could think of like the first time I used it at Sand Valley. I could have used the slope mode there, but I didn't have the blackjack. I had their original rangefinder, the Pearl. The blackjack is the one with slope. That's the one you want. And then, of course, with all pinned products, there's a one-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Pinnedgolf.com. Remember to use code BRIANGOLF at checkout to save. Now, as far as this show, I am back in the back of the shop. It's, uh, it's Sunday. I'm recording on Sunday. And I'm, I'm just building a set of clubs. I'm actually building a set of clubs for Greg Takata, front of ours, and then getting ready to start on another set for Justin Nichols, who both sets are Cobra Forged MBs or CB MBs. And I'm just like, you know, there's one set of clubs. It's the set that I currently game that I know and love to build. It's, it's those. So I'm just back there kind of plugging away, listening to a podcast, watching some golf on uh, YouTube and things like that. And I'm just like, man, I'm just you know what, let's just go crack the mic. Let's just do a pod, do whatever, you know. I, I just truly enjoy talking golf. It's, it's always self-serving, though. It feels self-serving, in a sense, when I'm doing it by myself, if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm in here by myself. I, I would rather have Mel in here with me, but, um, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. I'm just going to do this by myself. I'm, I'm very motivated to talk golf because I've just had a couple weeks of interesting kind of developments and things that have either excited me, but then also there's some things that I'm looking forward to that I love discussing and I'd rather just kind of air it out and talk about it just a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm still a little sad about yesterday. Had a great day in the fitting bay with uh, Andy Allen who just so happens to know like everybody that I know in the golf industry, which is fantastic. Uh, got him dialed into some Honda TR20 Vs and then uh, new title as TSI 3 driver. We'll probably looking at like a Sim Max, but I think we're waiting on the new fairway wood to come before we pull the trigger on that. Uh, really, really good fitting session. Some new Vokies, some Raw, some SMA Raws. So I'm like pumped about that, but we're watching the Colts game and Colts end up losing by three to the Buffalo Bills in the NFL playoffs. So as far as I'm concerned... Um, I, my season as a football fan is, is over. Uh, I hope your team's still rolling on. I know last night I was pretty intrigued by, uh, Bucks and Red, oh, can't say Redskins. They're not the Redskins anymore. The Washington football team, which actually I told my father-in-law, uh, that <laughs> I don't think I'm watching the first couple of minutes and I'm like, I don't think that Washington's going to score a point. 
you know, they had like the backup to the backup quarterback in there. What is his name? Like Heineke or something like that. I don't know. It just sounded like they just kept saying Heineken. But uh, he actually put up some sick numbers, minus, I think, one turnover. He had three touchdowns, two in the air, and then one on the ground. And they actually made it a game. So, obviously, we knew, we knew that Washington had a decent defense. But I'm like, you know, whatever. All right, as a Colts fan, I don't hate Tom Brady. I've never really, truly been a fan that hates players. Okay, like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. When LeBron James was on the heat, and as a Pacers fan, I was never rooting against, like, LeBron James. I was just rooting for my team. And then I always just wanted LeBron James to, you know, succeed. I Like, because we always lost to him. So we lose to you, cool. Go win it. It makes us look better. That's one of those things. So I don't root against people, but I love history. So when the Lakers win the NBA championship last year, I'm like, yep, come on. I need to see. I want my son to see history just like me how I got to see Jordan, just like, you know, our family or our parents, you know, if you're around my age growing up watching Jordan, you know, they got to see like the the Magics and the Birds, and then they got to see like the Chamberlains, the Kareems, you know, all these like superstars back in the day that I can't really relate to. But regardless, I'm just saying Brady is clearly the the best quarterback of all time, even though I am a huge Peyton Manning guy. And I'm not making this football podcast, it's definitely a golf podcast. But I'm just saying, you know, last night, I think I've I've decided I want it to be the Chiefs and the Bucks. The Chiefs, because it's it's like the, the percentage play. I don't want it to be the Chiefs. It's just like, yeah, I, I, they're pretty solid. I definitely don't want it to be the Steelers, I will say that much. And, and my wife hates the Steelers. So, you know, as long as she hates the Steelers and I'm going to root against them for sure, you know, Colts Steelers have a bad history. So I'm okay with that one. I like to see uh, Mahomes and Brady go head to head. I think that'd be uh, pretty fantastic to see in a uh, Super Bowl. So, all that being said, I hope your team's still in the running. Moving on from football, I'm focusing on the Indiana Pacers. Got the NBA League Pass, so I've been watching uh, every game on my phone. And last, last night, they lost to the Suns. They got revenge coming. And it was the first loss since I've got the NBA League Pass. Only to watch the Pacers, by the way. I just got the one-team deal. Uh, that's all I really care about. I can see all the other games that, you know, the, that I care about probably on national TV. They lost to the Suns pretty bad. It was, it was a tough game to watch, even though they were in it. It was a tough game to watch. You know how that is? And it's even in golf. Like when you're watching like Tiger Woods and you just like he's there the whole time, but he's not making up any ground. That's just the hardest thing. That's, that's how that game was. It was very rough to watch as a fan. So um, I got that going for me. And then golf. So going into golf, we've got Century Tournament of Champions plus the FedEx Cup finalist, I guess, the people that made it to the Tour Championship. I, my opinion on that is simply let it be a one and done. And from now on, let it be the, uh, tour, the, the tour winners and only that. It is the Tournament of Champions. I think it's interesting to see, you know, at one point, John Rahm was up there just a couple shots back. But obviously, when you start a couple shots too deep back and you got the leaders like Harris English and Ryan Palmer just going deep and then they go deeper, you know, it's like, oh my God. But I, I thought it was interesting to see John Rahm performing fairly well in his uh, new gear, his new Callaway clubs. I think that's one of the things that annoys me the most. I, I really, I get when people switch equipment, you know, that uh, there's, what do you call it? Like a, a period of time where it's either going to be really good or it's really bad. But I don't think like somebody like John Rom, I don't think he has that in him. I don't think he has like the 15 years in, in whatever it was, equity with a company like Sergio, for instance, just to go from Spaniard to Spaniard had with TaylorMade when he left TaylorMade. And I think like, but mentally, Sergio's in a much different place. Like, win the Masters, right? And then you end up going, switching companies. You're like, God, I've just kind of already accomplished what I've been trying to accomplish this whole time. It just happened. Like, everything else now is just sprinkles on the Sunday. Got a family. You know, all of that. 
so I think it's a little bit different situation there. And I, I think Ron will be just fine in his, in his Callaway gear. But uh, Bryson hitting bombs, but Cameron Champ leading the field. No surprise in uh, distance. It's still, I, I still really think it's entertaining to watch Bryson play, you know, hit it far. Definitely more entertaining than watching Cameron Champ bomb it, right? Because, you know, Cam's been bombing it the same way. And then Bryson's just kind of come in and, and done it a little differently and working with Kyle Berkshire now, which is pretty unique and really cool. And I guess Berkshire, long drive beast, the champ, is looking at, you know, kind of parlaying into a PJ Tour career. And I hear he's actually that talented where he could he could do it for sure. And he clearly has all the resources and he's got something that most players don't have, which is speed. So that's all uh, it's all cool out of, out of Hawaii. You like watching Kapalua, but... At the same time, it's still just kind of like no tiger. All right, season hasn't started yet. Talk to me in San Diego or next week because uh, I think we got Sony open. And I, I think last time we talked on the podcast with Chris Baker, good friend of ours, good friend of the show, he was looking at going that way, maybe getting in. Hopefully, you know, he does. It looks like a couple people already struggling to get into a TOC with, uh, you know, with them. Um, COVID. So maybe he, he kind of backdoors into that field and gets in and performs well at Wiley, Wiley, Wiley. Question is, will he have a logo ball? Uh, I guess we could say quick, quick congratulations to Baker. And then our other friend, Jonas Blix getting engaged over, you know, it's engagement season apparently, but we mentioned briefly on the podcast, Baker, when are you getting married? And then we just kind of combed over it. Cause it was just kind of me throwing that out there, literally not knowing anything. I'm glad we didn't go in depth. It would have ruined the good surprise on me. I went or on you. We wouldn't have liked that too much. That's a reference to Big Daddy, just FYI. But then, uh, so PJ Tour season, you know, the, the the wraparound season's weird. So to me, it starts now. Like it's fresh. You know, it's January. We're pumped. We're getting ready for another showdown at Augusta here in a couple months, which will be a lot of fun. Clearly, a normal Masters, hopefully. And I'm saying normal. Who knows if there will be any patrons or anything along those lines. But uh, a good kickoff to, to the season. And it's got me kind of thinking of, you know, my season. I just played in a tournament, so I'm going to brush up on this real quick. Holy crap, played so bad uh, at Jack's Beach Winter Series with the FSGA. Played with my friend Mike Smith. You had him uh, on the podcast just like a month ago. Uh, he's the owner of Four College Golf. Really good golfer. He's just coming off a win with the, uh, the Foursomes Championship, alternate shot FSGA Championship. Him and his partner waxed. I mean, I'm pretty sure they went like record low at that tournament and ended up repeating as champion. So I'm playing with Mike Smith. I'm like, this is going to be great. It's fantastic. And then, uh, you know, hit nice little cuts on the driving range. And then first tee, which is the 10th tee at Jack's Beach. What do I do? I don't know. I glitch and I hit a toe hook into the water right to the left. I mean, it was like ducking. And then I, you know, I, I fanned my next shot out to the, uh, out to the right you know, my, uh, my drop. So made it, started my tournament out with a seven and thank God I, I figured out. So I, I played with a sick arm lock putter kind of like the double wide look, uh, double wide plumber's neck and I really, really like it. But it was the first time under pressure playing with this putter. And, uh, it took me a few holes to really like get it right. You know, you got nerves and then you've got like you're playing with your buddy and you're ready to have fun and, and you've got like all these emotions and you start out in the front nine a little shaky. I shoot 43 on my front nine, just like straight leaking oil. And look, like Jack's Beach isn't easy. 
But I shouldn't ever, as a plus one, ever shoot 43. I don't care if it is a tournament, especially on a golf course like that. Uh, you know, like the ball was in front of me, had a couple bad breaks, whatever it may be. But uh, kind of started to figure out at least how to make a decent stroke with the putter and uh, ended up shooting 37 on the back. So I shot a flat 80, which is uh, nine over on uh, Jack's Beach. Awesome municipal golf course. We talk about it all the time. Like if there's a muni, and, or just in general, somebody's coming to town. I don't really give them too many recommendations of places to play, but I definitely 100% will tell them, like, just go to Jack's Beach, like, have fun. The No Laying Up guys have done a really good job of uh, showing all of that golf course on their YouTube channel. So if you want to go kind of see a little bit more about Jack's Beach, it's just a really fun course, and those guys are really behind it. So with that being said, uh, really cool to be able to compete in a tournament there. Uh, you know, I came home that night, and I'm like, you know, I kind of figured a little bit of something out with the putting and chipping. I'm a little more comfortable. And uh, woke up the next day, you know, instead of a 1 o'clock tee time, I had an 8.30 shotgun. I live 40 minutes away from the golf course. So I got up, butt crack of dawn, got out there to the golf course. Uh, it was freaking cold as can be. And I ended up uh, putting up a damn good number. The, the worst number I could have shot. I shot 70. It was, um, you know, pat on my own back. Great rebound. And it was the only under par round period in two rounds from the mid-amateur uh, bracket. I mean, like, there were some seniors, a couple seniors that are just legit. I think they shot 60. I don't think anybody, or 70. I don't think anybody broke 70, but maybe. Um, but, you know, steady, led the field in pars for two rounds, which is not something to gloat about, but I did. I led somebody in something. And then, uh, you know, I made two, bo uh, two birdies and one bogey. I made a bogey on eight, and uh, it was just from off the green. I, I kind of considered a three-putt, even though I, I chipped, but uh, definitely, definitely putted way better with that arm lock. I mean, like, if it was for par, I made it, except for on number eight. And uh, I made a couple really, I, I made some great shots, missed a couple really good opportunities for birdie. And uh, it was such a good rebound, though, if you think about when we're talking on this podcast, you know, we're talking about qualifiers. Remember, we were talking about that, that round at Palencia. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine made up the excuse for me, like, oh, you were coming out of COVID, like, you know, just fresh off COVID, whatever it may be. And I'm like, yeah, but I was hitting every fairway and every green. You know, I did not play bad. I shouldn't have shot 85. I just putted that bad. In comes the arm lock. Uh, and then, hey, I start out with a 43 on the first round or first nine of this tournament, shoot 80, and then boom. So it went five shots better from tournament to tournament. I know it's a different situation, different golf course, but then boom, 10 shots better. Like that was, I don't care if anybody, like for me, I was pretending for, for pressure's sake, because I want to practice, I want to play in these tournaments, I want to practice while in a tournament, meaning I want to get that experience moving forward for everything we do that, that you're not out of it, or there's an award to be won today. There's something on the table today, whether it's bragging rights or whatever it may be. You know, I was taking it back to like Pebble Beach, Tiger Woods, uh, I think he was up by like 10 shots or something along those lines or 12 shots. And his only goal was to not drop a shot. And I think he ended up shooting a bogey-free round on, uh, on, on Sunday to win the, the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach in 2000, winning by 15 shots. I think my, my whole thing with that is, you know, I, I truly was trying not to drop shots. I just wanted to keep going, play steady. I made every par putt I looked at, even when I shouldn't have. It was just fantastic. I did, however, you know that whole saying when it's like, you know, worst 70 I've ever shot? I hit the best shot 
in my life under the conditions, because I was gunning for, I was trying to shoot the lowest possible score that I could. My last hole was number two, reachable par five. I had 220 in, hit a perfect four iron that I just put in the bag that I've just gotten really comfortable with on the last couple of weeks. I'm going to practice with it a lot, that King Tour from Cobra four iron. And um, holy shit, hit it to like 20 feet in the conditions. It was amazing. And I three whacked it for par. So I had three feet for 69 and I missed it uh, just because it was a little timid and it, the, the putt broke and, you know, I was dying to putt in there when I should have just smacked it in the back of the hole and let, let it be what it was going to be. You know, I wish I would have given it a better effort and missed it as opposed to the effort I gave it, but still shot a good round. Um, still upset about that three putt tournament golfers or players that were going for like, you know, a spectacular round, you know, there's that shot out there and I'll remember that shot. I'll remember the shot that I hit knowing I can do it. And then I remember the putts that I made. Um, you know, I was really trying to make Eagle, um, had three feet, missed it, whatever it was, boom, signed for a 70 big improvement. My favorite part of all of this is that if you look at my handicap, it's a plus one, plus one point something, right? And my average score, if you take fun rounds, tournament rounds, whatever, leisure rounds, my average score is like 75.2 or, or something along those lines. Okay. So I'm just looking, um, you know, I'll, I'll pull this up, but I think it's so funny when people, you know, like the 85, right? Somebody legit was like, how do you shoot 85 and you're a plus one handicap? I say, well, uh, I had a really bad day putting simple as that. And then you go look at my handicap tournament. You have two rounds all of a sudden, right? We got two rounds of golf in a tournament. What do I do? 80, 70. What does that average out to? 70 freaking five. It amazes me how interesting the handicap system is and how much it matters, the golf course you're playing and how many rounds you're getting to play and all of that. I mean, like something couldn't have been more spot on. I also laugh. I was telling Mel this because we're preparing for Battle at the Beach uh, here in a couple of weeks. I'll get onto that here. And after I talk about my what's in the bag for 2021 and a big change there, um, <laughs> it's like some people don't have handicaps and they're like average score 77. And I'm like, cool, I'm a plus one. My average score is 75. So does that mean like, are, are you going to try and tell me that you're like a two? Because if I put you in the bracket, the pod, that a two and a four or five handicap go into, you are going to be miserable. So I urge you, go get a handicap. I don't care if it's the Grint. I don't care if it's Gin, whatever it is. Get you a handicap. You know, get Arcos. Arcos is pretty spot on. Uh, not only do you get the, you know, benefit of using it for stat tracking and really getting your numbers dialed in, but it also keep uh, your, your handicap pretty well. It, I mean, it's pretty close to mine using Gin. I don't know if they use the same formula or whatever it is, but pretty spot on. So get you something so you can more accurately do that, I would say. But a lot of fun playing in that tournament. FSGA just does a really good job uh, putting on events, and I'm glad they came to Jack's Beach. I think I'm going to uh, – wife won't let me play in the Timaquana Club Championship because it is a Friday-Saturday, and that means I would have to take off uh, in February, right when we were kind of busy. And we're talking like a week or two weeks before Battle at the Beach where I'm taking off Friday, Saturday, Sunday for Battle at the Beach. Um you know, doing what's best for the business, skipping the Timaquana Club Championship, even though that is like the one tournament I really wanted to play in. I wanted to play in competition out there. It would have been a lot of fun. But I am, I think she's letting me take off a Tuesday so I can go play in another Winter Series event with the FSGA in Ocala at Ocala Country Club, I think is what it is. And it's, uh, I, I mean, it looks like Target Golf. It looks like a lot of fun. So 
I think I'm going to add that to the list. And then that is all in preparation for Battle at the Beach with my, uh, my partner, Johnny Wander. More on Battle at the Beach after I talk. Just briefly, I don't know exactly what's going on, meaning I don't know the, the formula that we're coming up with, but I feel comfortable enough to share after my conversations with Cobra Golf, a company that I absolutely love. I adore everyone there. Um, I'm a really, really, really big fan of their equipment. I love fitting their equipment. I love selling their equipment. Uh, I love the conversation over the past three years of being somewhat affiliated, you know, loosely for a year with them. And then the last two years as a contracted social media ambassador with Cobra Golf as, uh, you know, I'm doing quotes, one of their influencers, even though I like to think I am, I'm truly the club guy, you know, more so than anything, especially now that, you know, not to like beat a dead horse, but now that we have the shop, you know, Brian Golf is, is a place where you come and get fit for clubs and get custom built clubs and things of that matter. I, I've just had a fantastic go with Cobra and I love them so much. And uh, I, I think because of our business, because of Brian Golf and our brand agnostic way of fitting, you know, yesterday's fit, I got Titleist, TaylorMade, and Hanma into a fitting. And that's a normal fitting where you get two, three, four, five brands in a fitting. I am going to be moving forward. As far as I know, I don't think I'm ruining anything with this. I am going to still be sporting the P. I'm going to still be wearing Puma Golf. That's going nowhere. But they are going to uh, allow me, we are going to restructure to where I can wear the P. I can talk however I want about any golf equipment, um, you know, as far as review, so I can kind of amp up that type of video content on YouTube, Instagram, because I think that's kind of what most of my followers, our, our audience and our clientele want from me. They want more of that. And it's been very difficult, obviously, to get away with that, being a contracted, uh, you know, player or ambassador for a company. Um, so I'm going to go brand agnostic in my bag in 2021. And I think uh, a lot of, a lot of conversation is going to be uh, kind of amped up because of that. I think it's a great move for Cobra because I, I get to review their equipment, you know, and, and show everyone that I truly do feel a certain way about their equipment. I've played a Cobra driver for every bit of five years and, um, you know, all the way back from F seven plus and LTD pro and, F8 plus, F9, of course, which I love the way I still, my father-in-law has that. I think about stealing it from him all the time. I just got to get him a, a replacement. Um, you know, it just feels so good. And then going into uh, speed zone and now they've got rad speed, which I'm still working with. You know, I'm getting ready to test a few different drivers to see. We obviously have a lot coming, but uh, you know, as far as new equipment in the bag, or I'm sorry, in the bay, in the fitting bay, in the matrix, you know, we've got a lot coming. Obviously these new releases, even though they are a little delayed, Thanks to COVID, I think uh, some companies are pushing some some release dates back, which is unfortunate. Hopefully, the embargo dates don't change, so we can uh, talk about it and whatnot. We can still get amped about the new equipment. But I am uh, I am looking at sp splitting the bag up between brands, and I don't know what that's going to look like. I, I really, I really don't. Um, you know, everyone knows it is no secret that. I think my one piece of equipment in my bag are my irons that I truly do love. And uh, those are going to be very, very difficult to, to replace. They are ready to be replaced though. 
Um, they're just, the grooves are getting a little slick, getting a little rounded in there. I don't quite know if I see, you know, a massive performance dip because of that on the golf course. But look, when you have a set of clubs for two years and you hit golf clubs or golf balls the way I do, as much as I do, thankfully I, I use them indoors a lot. Um, I think that's kind of made the longevity a little bit better with those clubs, those irons, but uh, definitely making a switch, whether it's into whatever new offering they have, whether it is, you know, moving into another set of clubs. I can tell you I've been eyeing the Mizuno MP20s big time, and a lot of it has to do with the head weights. You know, they've got different head weights to where I can, as an overlength player, and pay attention if you're over length or you've got these kind of questions, I probably benefit from a lighter weight club, iron head. Now, if you think about my Cobra irons, if you've seen pictures of them, I had to shave a lot of weight off, I think seven grams, six or seven grams of weight off the back muscle pad on my King Forged MBs to get them right. Otherwise, they were just way too heavy. And so I got them to a great place for me love them. Obviously it's time, but I think truly though, I probably, probably gave myself a little bit of a disadvantage by getting rid of some of that weight, you know, just where it was, where it was located. Whereas I think in a, a company that can, you know, definitely dial in the head weight and get you a, a lighter head weight, maybe a B weight head or a C weight head, if it exists still, uh, can really be advantageous for me or for you if you're in the same boat. So I'm really eager to try that. I'll tell you, I don't, like, I think of anything, I don't know if that, you know, King Mim 4-iron is going any, anywhere. I just hit, I just told you, I've been hitting it so fantastic. It hits my number, uh, you know, so I might, I might just be changing just a, you know, uh, I'm going to have Cobra in my bag one way or another. I know that for a fact, uh, but I am eyeing those Mizuno irons. Uh, they just, they're the closest looking thing to my Cobras as well, like right out of the gate, similar sole. The sole, the turf interaction, it feels very similar. And, uh, you know, I guess I guess the only thing that's going to be really different is the fact that they're chrome, and I've never done that before. I'm, I haven't done chrome in, you know, a, a good few years. So that will be pretty interesting to me to, to make that switch if I do make that switch. I'm, I'm trying to wait for Cobra's new irons. I can't speak on them. They have new irons coming. And if you saw my irons and you saw these irons, you'd go, did Brian influence those at all? Like any, any bit? And I know that I didn't, but I'm still looking at them going, you know, I've seen pictures and I'm going, man, this, this would go directly in my bag if everything else checked out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm trying to time it out for Battle at the Beach, you know, which is a API weekend on a Palmer Invitational weekend at Hammock Beach Resort. Uh, that's when we do it traditionally the same weekend as that. And, uh, looks like, so that's, I think the fifth through the eighth or sixth, seventh, eighth or something like that. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun, but I'm trying to get the bag kind of, kind of set for that. Uh, before I do talk just a little bit about battle at the beach before I, in this podcast, um, the sick putter that I put in the bag, I actually, so I, I'm pretty convinced that's going in my bag. I know that an LAGP, uh, the TPZ 180, 180 gram, the arm lock shaft, kind of like what Bryson's using is, uh, is going into a sick putter that I just ordered. I actually, look, I, I truly, I sell sick putters. I do very well with them. Uh, we fit sick putters. I love them. I think they're fantastic. They're great to work with, 
Truly, I've reached out to them like three times. Hey, I want like a putter. I've been using the demo. I want a putter at these specs. How do I get one? How do I get one? Do I need to buy it? Like whatever it is. And if, and they just, they, they kind of ghosted me a little bit. I don't know if it's the holidays or I don't know if there's like a, a, you know, a staff change. I don't know what's going on. And I can't stress enough, like, hey, sick. There's massive benefits to having me play this putter. I'm just putting it out there. There are massive benefits. You get me talking about your putter. You get me playing your putter. It just grabs attention. So that's my message to sick. So anyways, I just ordered one this past weekend. I don't know. I had some Christmas money and I'm like, whatever. I don't even actually know if I am going to quote use that. I'm going to just put it on the business. Brian Goff. All right, whatever. And it ain't, well, look, I'm known to pull out my club in a fitting or something like that, especially when I've got that LAGP in there. You know, it just feels so good. It makes the face feel so much softer, um, which is kind of key because I'll get on something else that I've switched in my bag, I think, uh, just at least testing a little bit. Um, what, so this sick putter, I bought it and it's coming in and that is boom in the bag. Like as soon as it gets here, I'm building it up and it's going in the bag and I, I couldn't be more pumped about a, a club in my bag, especially after the way I uh, putted on uh, the second round of the Jack's Beach Winter Series uh, with the FSGA. That was just like, oh, I felt like Bryson DeChambeau at the US Open, you know? So that was really, uh, that, that's kind of the bag where it's at right now. But the big announcement, I guess, here is brand agnostic. I'm going to have a, a, a sprinkled bag in 2021. And I know that I saw uh, TXG, Ian and Maddie were talking about they're going to try in their bags and represent every company in their, in their matrix as much as they can or a different company in every little piece of the bag. And I'm not going to go as far to say that I'm going to do that. I think that's fantastic. I think that's a great idea. I'm only going to try and get the best performance. So whatever performs the best goes in the bag. If that means it's, you know, Cobra Woods or TaylorMade Woods or Cobra Driver, TaylorMade Driver, you know, TaylorMade Fairway Wood, Cobra Fairway Wood, Callaway Fairway Wood, who knows, right? Um, Mizuno Irons, Cobra Irons, TaylorMade Irons, whatever it is, I'm not going to try and sprinkle in a, a piece of equipment through every company that we carry. I think it is a great idea. I want peak performance truly out of my own bag. Um, and I think it will be a representation, a good representation of me and what we do. So I'm not afraid of, you know, being judged by that. Uh, but I am, I am solely looking at only one thing performance and I'm sure deep down they are too, you know, like Matt and, and Ian, I'm sure they're doing the exact same thing. Uh, truly, but they'll probably find it to where they can put something of, uh, you know, every, every club company in their bag. Uh, with that being said, I have been playing the Bridgestone Torby XS and I think it's a fantastic ball. And I really like the Torby X truly both balls. Fantastic. And we, we did a deal with Bridgestone in 2020 to where they were involved in uh Steez and T's events. You know, I played their ball. I have their ball. I fit with their ball. I mean, I've got, you know, still a few dozen left for, for, you know, fittings and, and whatnot. When that ball sees as it could be a good fit, we throw that in, we sprinkle that in. I just got the new Proto or White Box Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X. And as soon as I put the Pro V1X in a, a fitting for, for myself, I guess, you know, if we were doing like a ball fitting, I just instantly like with the six iron gained three miles an hour ball speed. And it was consistent. It was every time I hit it. And the feel, it's a little softer. I can, I can comment the, the feel is just a little softer from this ball that I'm testing. And I believe it is going to be the retail version of it than what the current Pro V1X is. 
Well, then I had a, a dozen left dash Pro V1X. And that's the ball that I put in play at the FSGA Winter Series. I just was like, screw it. Let's go put this in play. And I swear to you, the metrics on that thing, I just outmetric people because, you know, I'd hit, I'd hit the ball just as good, just as far as anyone. And then when the metrics are right, it just goes that little bit more. And I hit some drives that were just so far for me. Yeah, and when I say so far, we're talking normal conditioned golf course, not the firmest, not the softest, probably driving it anywhere between 300 and 320 at times. And that was fantastic. Obviously, conditions have to do with that. Wind has to do with that. And you're out there playing golf, so sometimes it's not going to go as far because you're trying to hit like a little banana cut or a fairway finder, whatever it may be. But definitely the strength of my game is driving uh, right now. And if we could say a ball helps that, we see that all the time in the fitting bay, then we got we to gotta like look into that. So I am currently testing balls. I'm not ditching the Bridgestone Tour BXS. Um, as far as I'm concerned, my commitment with them is has been fulfilled. I will continue to be a champion for that company because I think they make an amazing ball. We have their balls on display here. You know, we'll always be a, I'm a huge fan of Bridgestone. But I want to test some other things. And I just, that's where I'm at with 2021. That is what my goal is in my own bag with the business and with content. So just so you're aware, I am I'm having some fun this year and we're going to have a lot of fun with equipment. Uh, leading in the battle at the beach, we accidentally, Mel and I, and she should be on this pod talking about it because she would just, she would be so hilarious. But I'm just, I'm here getting ready to, uh, you know, I was building golf clubs. I'm at the shop. Like I said, I was motivated to hop on the mic for 30 minutes or so and, and talk about golf, golf equipment, whatever it may be. And uh, I, so I'm doing this without her, but she would be so hilarious in discussing this because we accidentally, this is like our kickoff event. Um, we planned for 40 players, so 20 teams, five teams in a pod, four pods. Each, each winner at the end of each pod, they're all kind of organized by handicap. Um, as best they can be. Each winner goes into a sudden death shootout on the 18th hole at Hammock Beach. Amazing scene. It is so much fun. This is the best tournament ever to me. It's just so much fun. Uh, well, we oversold it. So now I think we've got currently 44 players and we, we actually have 45. We have a player, Matt. His name is Matt. I won't say his last name in case he doesn't want doesn't want his name being shared yet. Uh, he, he's the odd man out. We need um, him to come in with a player because his partner ditched, 100% ditched. So we have 45 players. So if we go to 46, that doesn't work. It's either odd man out or we got to get to 48. That's like how this is going to work. So uh, that being said, we are kind of, we overbooked it, you know? So right now where it sits, say we have, you know, 22 teams, we've got two pods with five and two pods with six. And I think it's pretty good. And the way the pods are working out, it's, it's pretty fantastic. I was looking, our pod is almost, you know, Johnny and I's pod is going to be pretty similar to last year, except the uh, defending champions are now in our pod. Don't know how they weren't in our pod last year, actually. Um, they were the only team that finished under par. And I was, I was looking back at scores from last year. And, you know, Johnny and I got off to a horrid start. And then we had the lowest score in the final two rounds, meaning alternate shot and uh, scramble. We were the lowest score. And so I'm just sitting there going, okay, like, <laughs> what on earth, like, what can we, what can we do here? Like, how do we just get off to a better start and, and kind of repeat that performance, you know, throughout the other two rounds or, or improve it. I don't think, I think my game is going to be in a better shape. Johnny's might be a little rough because of Canada. 
I'm, I want to say I'm a little suspect of us being in that top pod with the low handicappers, but when it comes down to it, Johnny's a player. He knows how to play the game, and short game's ridiculous. He's going to make putts. He's going to chip. Uh, he's going to hit fairways, and, uh, you know, I'm going to – I'm going to play my game, which is either going to be leading the field in pars or, you know, uh, making a shit ton of birdies, you know, sprinkled in with a couple doubles and, you know, we'll be whatever, you know, it's which Brian's going to show up. But I just very encouraged by what I saw looking at the, uh, the scoring and I'm just really ready to do it again. And we're less than, we're like seven weeks away from that event. I'm just as pumped as I've ever been. I mean, truly, it's just fantastic where we're at with, uh, with everything in that tournament. And uh, I'm just very thankful for everyone's involvement in that tournament. I'm very much looking forward to uh, talking about it a little bit more here, getting Mel back on the pod. That's super important to me. She is a rock star. And uh, apparently people love our banter. Yeah. So, um, and it's, it's very true of who we are and how we are in, uh, in, in the home and in our business and everything. So you're getting a true authentic Brian and Mel experience whenever she's on the pod. So let's, uh, you know, let's hope that uh, we can get her, get her in here. And then, uh, you know, I'd like to actually get, especially as all these embargoes are, are getting ready to be lifted. We'll get Johnny Wonder back on the pot here soon. We'll, we'll truly do an in-depth kind of, all right, now we can talk about the clubs. Let's talk about the clubs. You know, I always talk about getting Johnny on the pot every week. It's just, it is too hard. So unfortunately that was a pipe dream. Uh, very, very hard, especially with us being really busy here at the, uh, at the studio at, uh, you know, Brian Golf. And, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit of battle at the beach with him. You know, him and I got to talk a little bit of strategy. So that's, uh, that's 2021 for me. That's the kickoff to 2021. I think the biggest announcement, more tournaments and more, more what's in the bag uh, rotation or uh, brand rotation. We're going to see a little bit more in and out with brands. And, uh, you know, I've got to thank Cobra for, for still being, the will, being willing to work with us, you know, share, share their equipment with us, you know, for us to create content with, be a part of everything that we're doing on the Puma side as well. So that's just, that's really big. Um, again, you know, we've got the Sony open this week. Hopefully we've got podcast favorite Chris Baker in the field. Hopefully he does very well. And hopefully we get to bring him back on the pod and talk about, uh, the recent changes in his personal life, as well as maybe that unlocks him and he, uh, gets the dub. So we're rooting for, for bake this week at the Sony. And, uh, that's, that's truly it. That's it. So thanks so much for listening. Pre appreciate it. It is the, uh, Brian golf show now presented by pin golf. Make sure and hit them up for your blackjack rangefinder at a super deep discount with the promo code Brian golf. That's Brian with a Y at pinned Hopefully wherever you're at, the weather is, uh, it, it's okay enough for you to go play a little bit of golf this weekend. We got some fifties in 60s this week. So I'm going to be taking and taking advantage and getting some practice in town before uh, my grandmother comes to town. We're going to Disney next week. So next weekend for my son's birthday, Gavin's about to turn 10 and uh, we're going to do the Star Wars Galaxy, whatever it is, Star, Star Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, we're about to do that. So next podcast might be interesting. Maybe I'll get my grandma on the podcast. Who knows? Maybe she's got some good golf stories. Fuck it. We're putting grandma on the pod next week. That's next week on the Brian Golf Show. Thanks so much for listening.